We are now recording, and this is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, and as always, this is... Abe, hello! Hi! Out Now is a film podcast where Abe and I discuss new movies weekly. However, we like to have these special bonus episodes. This is uh, one of them as we kind of go through our newer format here. We go over our second episode of the week. And um, we're starting a new kind of reoccurring segment that will come along every so often, um, which for right now we're calling the Academy Reawards, where we take a look back at a previous Oscar ceremony and we go through some of the main categories, the acting categories, as well as the directing and best picture, and determine uh, what, which ones, uh, what, you know, what won, how that's aged, what we think of that, what we would have picked, and uh, so on and so forth. So, uh, yeah, just have a lot of opinions uh, going over the kind of past Academy Awards. And for this episode, we're starting with the 83rd Academy Awards, which is the 2010 films. So basically the year before we started doing this podcast is what right. we've chosen. <laughs> which I thought would be a fitting way to start this thing off. Wow. It's a nice way to kick things off. Yeah. So, uh, you know. You might have heard of Wow. Well, yeah, speaking of, I'll get to it now. Speaking of which, joining us for this inaugural Academy Rewards episode we have from Lenoir Artur. He incepted a toy-driven story of how to train a dragon in Wonderland during an eclipse, and it all got tangled with the despicable Iron Man forever after, and that's just part one. It's Terrence Johnson. Uh, I didn't really... Wow, you really started in 2011? Yeah. Yeah, we started way back when. Wow, wow, wow. (laughs) That's quite impressive. (laughs) Thanks, Um, I guess. (laughs) I just didn't... I mean, no, I'm I'm actually like, wow, that's really impressive. We're Um, we're old people. The time time flies. (laughs) I know it's weird like looking back on these we'll get to it but looking back on this and kind of the question the opening question of like where we were it's like this was a long time ago yeah. well, well yeah. Terrence how, how are you doing the last time you were here we were just starting the apocalypse as we went over the best film of the decade <laughs> yes and now we're all, we've all we've all designed our preferred road warrior attire so how are you how are you doing um it's funny because when we Last when I was last on, I was sick and recording the podcast, <laughs> and now not with uh, Corona, with something else. Uh, and now I'm like recovering from being sick again. So it's like my apocalypse has been like health issues that are not severe enough to like really worry, but that made me worry anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, we hope you feel much better soon. I do <laughs> feel much much better. Yeah, good, it's like good, maybe good it's maybe it's us. Maybe it's the show that's getting you sick. No, he's always recovering when he comes on the show. When he comes on the show. Yeah, yeah, we, if anything, we're right, healing so, him. So we're helping. We're, we're yeah, healing we're him helping. by we're, doing the really, show. Yeah. Yeah. We're the tea and honey. <laughs> exactly. That's that's what we call ourselves. Um <laughs> Well, that yeah, aims. no, glad glad to have you here, and yeah, that's what we're going to do for this bonus episode. We're just going to kind of go over the various categories and go through them all, and I think that's everything to kind of get into. I mean, yeah, so I, I, I was saying real quickly, um, yeah, we're starting with the films from 2010. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean that the next show will be the films from 20, 2009. Right. Yeah, we'll, you know, we'll kind of... It might be a much more controversial Oscars yeah, well, that we'll get yeah, we'll kind of arrange it to, you know, be somewhat significant as far as which shows we're going over, or just, you know, a fun year to, you know, look back year. on. So, but yeah, so yeah, it's not going to be a consecutive show, and the, these episodes will occur, you know, every so often, if, if not Shopping. once a month or every month and a half, whatever. We'll see what happens. But yeah, for now, let's um, let's get into this. Abe, you want to start us off here? Absolutely. So the first question, just to open the discussion up, is uh, Terrence, you're the guest of honor. Um, take us back to where you were in 2010 uh, in your movie career. And what did you think of 2010 overall? What were your overall thoughts when you took a look back? Woo, this is... Um, I was still an undergrad, 
Oh, you weren't even writing for a word circuit yet. I was not writing for a word yeah. circuit. No, I was I was running a little blog called the Tomas Experience. What is um, that a reference to? <laughs> Wait a minute, uh, Tomas Experience and Lenora Tour. I see a theme here. So it was um, it was an homage to Nathaniel Rogers at the Film Experience, uh-huh. whose work I was reading a lot of at the time, and I wanted to start writing about movies. So this was 2010 was sort of like the first year that I actually started doing like reviews and lists um so yeah i was still I'm, oh god i was still under, yeah i was i'd graduate <laughs> the next year um <laughs> 2011 Terrence, so. you, you make you're making aaron and i both feel much old older like we're, we graduated like three years before that <laughs> um well you know i'm the, the spring chicken on this podcast <laughs> right now uh yeah that was that was such a weird time because it was i honestly think it was the time where i stopped really thinking about like a career in engineering being like the end goal of what my life would be and more like that's that's not the field i thought you were going to go into i was in engineering as a freshman and got out of that right after freshman year so no i mean and like up until that point it was like my entire life was like leading to engineering and i did work as a construction coordinator um for an engineering company for a year and a half when I got out of college, but like 2010, it was still sort of like, I was in Atlanta, you know, they were shooting Teen Wolf and Vampire Diaries and The Walking Dead. And it was, that was when it Whoa. really started to boom. Yeah. Um, and so that was just a really interesting time of you thinking about movies. And of course we were in the time frame of the Oscars doing a guaranteed 10, which mm-hmm. to me was really exciting. Um, coming off of 2009 and just thinking about the film year and being like, oh, like Inception could make it in now, you know, right. as it pertained to the Oscars. It was just really interesting to think about like what this new frontier was now that we knew we were getting 10 movies in Best Picture. Yeah. Um, so that's sort of what comes to mind. Nice. And then what did you think of the it was? Is that including your thoughts on the year? Um, I going back and doing my best of the decade list appreciated 2010 more than I thought I would. Mm-hmm. I thought the, the tough thing about 2010 for me, just like looking back on it is it's like incredibly top heavy. Like even, even 2011, which has, you know, two of my favorite films of all time in it. I'm still <laughs> like, Oh, like that one through 10 or that one through 20 is great. This one, it's like, there are like two classics, and then like some good movies and then it like falls off a cliff for me. Um, so it's, yeah, it's really interesting looking back at the Oscars, even with that, with like that prism in mind. Yeah. Well, awesome. Aaron, where were you in 2010 and what did you think of the year 2010 in movies? Um, so 2010, July of 2010, to be more specific, was the first year I started writing for Wise the Blue, which I still currently write for when it comes to Whoa! Blu-ray reviews. <laughs> I had met uh, the founder, Brian White, friend of the show, at Comic-Con that year and yeah. uh, connected with him as far as getting you know, the ability to write movie reviews on a more professional level. I was already doing it on my own uh, through uh, Flickster and through my own blog. Um, but then kind of, you know, moved up as far, as far as having more to do, and it kind of things launched off from there. Um, so yeah, as far as that goes, my interest in movies was already, you know, at a high, um, but having a means to write on a, you know, a broader level was, you know, certainly a, a big step up. As far as the year as a whole, 
Uh, yeah, I mean, we talked about this on our Best of the Decade show, which you can listen to on iTunes if, and everywhere you can find our show. Um, so I don't want to I don't I don't want to I don't want to retrace too much of that here. <laughs> but I think the the thing about years like 2010 or 2011, like 20, like there, you know, there's more time in between those, which I feel like gives more, I don't know, credence to some of the films I really like then, where they feel like you can consider them more because you have so much time with them compared to kind of some of the more recent efforts. That said, I mean, between Terrence and I, at least, I know maybe you had some too. There are some films, I mean, that Parasite from just last year, Terrence is like in the top three of yours, right? For the best of the decade. Um, mm-hmm. So it's, it, but like for this specific year, yeah, I had a lot, there's a lot of films I like. I looked at my top 10 list, which I, you know, change at this point, but then looking at, you know, the I have the most films from 2010 in the top 10 of my best of the decade. So like there's films that I really like that came out of this year specifically. That said, I mean, looking at the Oscars, which we'll get to, it, it, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting to see kind of what, <laughs> what what fell in there as like these are the ones we definitely want to represent the most. Um, right. So yeah, I mean, I think it's rare that I'm like this was a bad. I can't think of a time where I'm like this is a bad year for movies. But I, I, there's certainly a lot of films that I really do like from this year, and I look forward to kind of going over it and the means that we're doing it. Yeah, totally. So in 2010, I was uh, I think I was in Texas for a little bit, and I was listening to a whole bunch of podcasts. So this is like before everyone had their own podcast. And I was like, oh, wow, this is a really interesting podcast that I'm listening to. I, I really like movies. And I kept on saying Aaron's name. Just like I think you were just like posting your your reviews all the time on Facebook. And I was like, uh-huh. who's this guy on, from that I know from high school that keeps on doing all these reviews? So the wheels were spinning on on uh, how to make a podcast and how to, how to get it out. I gotta find um, some key 2010 tracks to edit into this episode as we re- reminisce <laughs> over these past times. <laughs> yeah, so that's where 2010 was, and I was like, "Well, I'm really bored here over Mr. Sister's house in San Antonio." Uh, you know, listen to some uh, some literally like Texan podcasts about movies. I was like, "This is really fun." And you, know, <laughs> you have the internet; this. you can listen to anything in the world. You're like, "Well, I guess I might as well listen to the Texan podcast." It was, right yeah. It, well, they, I had listened to them for a little bit of time too and then i they're from austin so i was like oh wow this is very uh apropos i suppose but as far as like the year movie goes i think the thing that really hit me the most was like what a normal year and i mean that in the sense of there's there's not a big movie came out like every month after month after month it's like not an onslaught Um, like Mm -hmm. even in the summer months you're like hey that's like cool there's like you know a big movie uh, every three weeks apart um it's not as though it's like oh wow all the weekends are packed um but i also found on on reviewing the year it's like yeah there are a couple of movies in here that i think i've revisited multiple times um and there's obviously uh like a couple movies in here when we get to the, some of the categories um i was like oh I, I, that movie was really good i don't know why it kind of got skipped over so it's funny you talk you um, talk about that scott like scott mendelson friend of the show likes to mention this a lot where the summer of 2010 was it was a big dump for a good long while like until inception came out there was a lot of like not good things (laughs) (laughs) that's what i mean though it it wasn't like it wasn't as though there were huge great blockbusters like these are like avatar (laughs) like avatar is 2009 and avatar is great i don't even know what we're talking about but (laughs) (laughs) oh that oh well it's not called it's not called avatar (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, in no, any that, case, no, that movie is awful. <laughs> that movie's terrible. Oh, the Airbender. Okay, last yeah. Airbender, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. Um, let's get into the categories, Aaron. Do you want to start us off? Yeah, let's. Okay, so let's go through. We're gonna just go through. Yeah, the like I said, the acting categories, 
as well as best picture and director. We'll start with the acting and kind of yep. move move through it. And yeah, so let's do it. Okay, for best supporting actor, we had uh, Jeffrey Rush for The King's Speech, Mark Ruffalo for The Kids Are All Right, Jeremy Renner for The Town, John Hawks for Winter's Bone, and the winner of the category, Christian Bale for The Fighter. Now I turn to you, uh, Terrence. Terrence, did the right person win this category? Yes. Uh-huh. Although, I don't know if we were talking about, like, category fraud back in these days. But, like, there's always Christian been talking Bale is... <laughs> yeah, like, there's... Yeah, I, I, kind of I mean, like, it... Hasn't there always been? Well, it has become sort of really intensified these last few years because, like... And not that Christian Bale wasn't a big name celebrity. I mean, he was Batman, but like big name celebrities being like, "Well, I'll just go supporting because I want to win," and like that was unheard of in the golden age of Hollywood. They'd be like, "You better not put me in supporting, put me in lead." And I think Christian Bale is borderline-ish a lead character in The Fighter, but of this group, it's definitely the best performance. He he would he would have won my awards that year. Um, Aaron, what about you? I agree. No, I think Christian Bale is the best of this bunch. That's it. I, I really do like John Hawks and Winter's Bone. I really do like Mark Ruffalo and the kids are all right. I like all of these actors in their respective roles. I could not yes. necessarily yeah. need some of these in some of these <laughs> nominations, but I, I don't think any of these guys, I don't think anything's like bad in all in this list yeah. here. But Christian Bale, he yeah. is very good. I mean, I hear what you're saying, Terrence. I mean, it's screen time wise, sure. That's, I mean, He's not the fighter. Like he's, he's yeah. the brother of the fighter. It's, it's really, it's you know, if you do 2012, you'll have that conversation with like the master. Uh huh. You know. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, even that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm not saying the keep title, it together, Aaron. I'm yeah. not saying the title alone is the reasoning, but I mean, I do yeah. think it's like he his character serves to support Mark Mark Wahlberg's character. Uh, we'll talk about this yes. in a second, but it's it's hilarious yeah. to me that everyone but but Mark Wahlberg was nominated for the fighter this year. It never stops being funny to me, and I do think he's I think he's I think he's pretty good in the movie too. So like, wow, they really left him out of all the people. And you didn't know Conan O'Brien's sister was also nominated. You know, further adding to the salt in Mark. Oh, Mark sure, Wahlberg's like they won like the SAG award or something. All the sisters. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're three for three. I also think that Christian Bale should have won this category as well. Um, as far as like how it's aged, I think it's aged well. I mean, Christian Bale has had a pretty good career after this. I mean, he he's always had a pretty good career, I'd say. But um, I think it's aged well. It kind of springboards him into other things. But you know, look at his IMDb. He does uh, well. He gets Dark Knight right, or I'm sorry, um, he's already done the Batman stuff, right? Well, that Dark Knight Rises two years it, later. Yeah, Dark Knight Rises two years later. Yeah, so he does the Fighter, the Flower, the Wall, Flowers of War. Dark Knight Rises out of the furnace. Great movie, by the way. Uh, American Hustle, Exodus, Gods and Kings, Knight of Cups, The Big Short, The Promise, Hostiles, Mowgli, he does a voice, Vice, Ford versus Ferrari. I mean, he's had a very strong career afterward. I mean, yeah, the, so, it, just, it just like it's a way of legitimizing him, essentially, even though he's already yeah. been, like, doing a great job yeah. of being a very he was, like, strong 12. presence. Yeah, yeah, well, it's one, it's one of those Oscars that, you know, normally we would see this trend for women, but it's like this was like the oh, we actually take you seriously and all of your, you know, crazy weight loss shenanigans. Mm -hmm. Like, well, we finally see that you're doing that. And he sort of has did use it to really catapult himself. He did a lot more. Prestige. Not that he wasn't doing prestige stuff. He literally like, did the prestige. Yeah. <laughs> but just things that 
have like an academy sheen on them. Yeah, the yeah. big short, um, hostiles, Ford versus Vice. Don't bring obviously. me on to talk about <laughs> yeah. big short. Don't put me on that episode. <laughs> I... You got a lot to say. We might put it in there. Um, has anything aged the worst for you guys about about Christian Bale winning the Oscar this year? I wouldn't no. say so. No, I mean he's yeah. Christian Bale. Neither, he, he was already a great actor. He's still a great actor. Yeah. Regardless, sometimes the movie's not the best, but I mean that doesn't take away from his ability as a performer. Yeah, uh, I think yeah. you mentioned sort of the Wahlberg thing, which we'll talk about. But I remember when I didn't hear Andrew Garfield or Justin Timberlake's name <laughs> mm-hmm. um, for Social Network. For Social Network, I remember like really feeling that because I was like, oh damn, like. They were really great. What do you mean they didn't get Oscar nominated? Um, they probably spent the vote. They were just like, oh, we can't. Yeah, that's too hard. So, I wouldn't be surprised if that uh, actually factored in to, to some extent. Um, too, too good supporting actors uh, for that. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, um, this category, I think didn't like did Bale run it? Like, wasn't he like winning everything leading up to the like? It wasn't like it. it he was an obvious win. Like he was one of the locks of the night, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. yeah, I feel yeah. like he. I mean, I mean, when I was watching the fighter and I watched the end credits, and you're just watching the real Dicky Eng- England kind of like on the screen, you're like, yeah, dude, this guy's gonna win the Oscar. All right. Um, yeah. Do you guys have a personal favorite to win in this category, or was Bale your dude? Like if Bale we, was the dude. Bale was the dude as okay. far as the nominees. But are you asking, do we have anyone yeah. else we would have nominated in his in like one of these yep. other spots? Or like the, yeah. or the or the sixth man, as Kadeem Hardison once said in Marlon Wayne's movie. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <that> was... <laughs> yeah. Did you have anybody that that you uh, you know in the category or not not uh, not nominated? There's two real. Quick. Although that, that's sort of like the same thing, like two... which is a. Uh... Yeah. We're going to get to another question after that. I hear what you mean. Uh, two real quick. Uh, one is Andrew Garfield for The Social Network. I think that yep. I think he is very good in the movie. And I, 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 I could see him sitting in to at least one to one or two of these spots in the place of some people. Um, uh, Jeffrey Rush? No, Jeff. I mean, Jeffrey, that's like a very standard nomination for an Academy Award. And he is very good in the King's speech. Like, I get it. It's more Jeremy Renner in the town is like, all right, like, fine. <laughs> well, you think you're better than me? <laughs> Um, and then honestly, Jackie Chan and the Karate Kid. He's really good so, yeah, in that movie. That, uh, that would have been like the. I don't know if it was a snub per se. No, but it's not a snub. He's on, Definitely yeah, not I a mean, snub. Exactly. But <laughs> as, as a personal favorite, I was like, you know, when I was looking back at the list, I was like, Jackie. This movie came out in like what June or something like that. It, it was, was pretty early. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, oh wow, you know, that's a very different Jackie Chan that I've seen. Where I've seen like. Operation Condor and like Rumble in the Bronx, and now it's like sad Jackie Chan who drinks too much. So yeah, it was very interesting to see Jackie Chan in that. It's just Karen, did you have? Oh yeah. My my other one like would be Justin Timberlake in The Social Network. I just sure. thought that is like that was like pitch perfect using star charisma to play like a asshole uh-huh. <laughs> um, really really well, and I loved his Sean Parker. Um, and what's fascinating is I think that you know they they really try and make Justin Timberlake. I mean he gets cast in uh, the Andrew Nichol movie. Andrew Nichol in time, Ooh. in time. <laughs> yeah. And you know they they're, I think that their people were really on the Justin Timberlake train for a while. And well, mm-hmm. like studios wanted to make him a thing as far as exactly. leading man goes. With that, what was the other one? Runner, runner. Um, like a couple of these where it's just like, all right, 
but I, he's a great supporting guy. He's a good supporting he's guy. In, well, he's, he's, he's in inside Lou and Davis. And he's like, this is a this is just enough Justin Timberlake, and he's a musician. Yeah. Great. He's a good supporting guy as far as he knows how to let directors tell him what to do. And I, and, <laughs> right. I, and I mean I mean that seriously. I think I think he's, I he he's good at what he's doing if he's given the right direction from the right people. Where if you try to put him in leading man mode, similar to a lot of these guys that take leading man parts, they're just not like. They're fine, but they're no, there's nothing as memorable compared to having a juicy supporting character they can play. Yeah, I think about it. For me, it's a little sad his career acting wise. Um, Wonder Wheel, that was that terrible Woody Allen movie. That was a Woody like, yeah. and that just goes, <laughs> but it goes directly to your point, Aaron, because it was like Woody left him on an island yeah. performance wise. Like everybody else is doing something. And Justin Timberlake is in a different movie because he he needs um, that director touch. He needs someone to like yeah, guide him. Yeah. yeah, and Woody Allen's not doing that. He's you know he's, he's he generally just lets the actors do their thing. Yeah, and David Venture definitely going to guide you. <laughs> yeah, a lot. Yeah. Eighty times maybe. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, let's get into the next category. Okay. Next up, we have Best Supporting Actress. So we have Jackie Weaver for Animal Kingdom, Haley Steinfeld for The True Grit. Helena Bonham Carter for The King's Speech, Amy Adams for The Fighter, and the winner, Melissa Leo, for The Fighter. Terrence, uh, did the right person win this category? This is tough. Like, my personal one would... I think Amy Adams should have won, but, like, I can't begrudge Melissa Leo that win, you know? Like, it's not not like, oh, Amy Adams was, like, head and shoulders better than her um, and deserved to win, and Melissa Leo never should have an Oscar. Just... I just thought Amy Adams was better. Um, this category is wild to me. <laughs> um, l- looking back years later, um, do you tell? <laughs> like it's it's interesting because David o- David o. Russell has really you know sort of zoomed up actors nominated in his movies, mm-hmm. um, and this is sort of the first one we hadn't. I don't know if we'd had a we'd had I guess nine was that the year before we had. I've had two women from the same, or no, up in the air, right? Vera up Farmiga the air, and Vera Farmiga, yeah. Um, so like, it's actually pretty rare to get two supporting women nominated these days. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really cool to see. But then it's like, Haley Steinfeld. What is she supporting other than the entire movie? <laughs> <laughs> and at fourteen years old. So, so well. you're you're speaking more to category fraud than the the nature of who's yeah, nominated I'm, for these awards i'm like what <laughs> and and helena bonham carter and jackie weaver to me are perfect examples of like rewarding the script more so than the performance right um you know, love Helena Bonham Carter. She's great. It's uh, that's such a weird one because it's like she's had a career of playing wild, eccentric roles, and it's like yeah. here's the straight laced wife the most of the king. Well, they liked her when she, you know, <laughs> yeah. she got nominated for roles like that when she was much younger before she hit her, you know, wild, crazy streak um, with parts. And it it just is it's weird because when I think back to the King's Speech, I don't think of her. Um, and then Animal Kingdom, I I said it when this movie came out, when I saw it, I was like, Jackie Weaver is getting a lot of credit for the script giving you a turn by the end and not necessarily be feeling like she laid the track in the performance. Um, I'm on the other side of this. I really like Animal Kingdom, and I think all those performances are very specific, but I I know what you're saying. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, like, like she was, it's fine. I'm just like, am I, do I feel the shock of the turn because like she has sold me on this character prior to it or because the script is now sort of flipping the script on me as a watcher? Um, I just didn't see the track. I didn't feel the track. It's understandable. Uh, we'll get back to that. Aaron, do you think the right person won? I'm a hard no on this because I really didn't like <laughs> Melissa Leo in The Fighter. I, I I I think all of the family element involving his mother and his sisters was just wildly over the top, and it never sat well with me throughout that movie. I mm-hmm. I, I liked what Bale's doing, and he has an excuse because his character is a drug user. Like, I get it, where the rest of it's just like, look look how insane we are as a Boston unit. And it just, it, it never won me over as far as thinking this deserves an Academy Award. And so the fact that she won the Academy Award just put me over the top when it happens. It's yeah. like, all right, I get it as far as the the, lo- the road leading to it, because it was what, Frozen Frozen River? Was that last year, the year before? Um, yeah, the year before. Yeah. yeah, and like, and I know she like the can she was campaigning hard. I remember that there was a lot of yeah. consider this, and it's just like a picture of which her. I love. <laughs> it's it's a, and <laughs> which which she funded herself, I believe. I think that was part of it too. So it's like yeah, oh, wow. all right, good on you for doing the you know getting political with this and doing the right you know making all the calls. But as a I just I was I've never been a big fan of this specific aspect of the movie. So sure. no, no, yeah, not not big on it. Uh, who would you have chosen instead then? I know we're jumping ahead here, but but I am curious. By default, it'd be, I mean, Steinfeld, just because True Grit's so great and everybody in that movie's yeah, doing their job. Yeah. Um, and, it's weird because that, that's almost exactly where I land, too. I mean, regardless, like, I, of, I, regardless of category fraud, it's like, well, it's there, so that's what I choose. <laughs> I mean, so. Right, right. It's weird because, like, I, I would give this to Amy Adams in a different year, but still, uh, Melissa, I'm okay with it, but it's like, to me, it'd be Haley Stanfield, right? There's, like, three people in that movie, and she's a pillar of the movie, so uh, really helps it out. But um, what's age best about this win? I don't actually know, uh, because Melissa Leo has done a lot of things after this. Well, she's a character actress. So I she's do. a character actress, yeah. but she's done a lot of a lot of things with a lot of people that you know, um, including uh, Prisoners and then including Flight. But uh, Terrence, what is age best about this? I think in the grand scheme of like supporting actress winners is not a, a bad one. And like in Aaron mentioned, you know, she was a, a character actress. So that was, it was like really cool to see one of those types of women get an Oscar and she just stays working. Mm-hmm. Like she is never not employed. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Looking at her MDB, she's basically working on TV shows and everything else all the way through yeah. now. Like after it's, this, after this Oscar win. Yeah. So, I mean, it's whether, you know, it gave her a big boost into better parts. I don't know, but, you know. I'm sure yeah. the, the paychecks got bigger would be my guess, I mean, if anything. Which yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying that it's a bad thing. I mean, it's just more like, well, you have an Oscar, so you can you can afford to, or you can, mm-hmm. you, can, you get the chance to get more out of what you're already doing, which, yeah. you know, good on good on a person for you know Get getting that you know not not many people reach that so <laughs> on on the movie poster that'll say academy award winner melissa leo yeah so. that's what it says on olympus is fallen i'm sure <laughs> Aaron, what what's age best about this win if anything i mean what uh, i would say i mean just more opportunity for somebody that's pretty consistent i would say i mean that's what yeah. it comes down to i yeah. honestly don't know if it's aged the best uh after this i mean you know again i've seen melissa leo and other things i like her in her small roles but I don't know if it's really necessarily age the best. Um, is anything age the worst for you, Aaron? Age the about this performance? About, the, about this win. 
about this win. Not specifically. I don't mean there's nothing. Yeah. I mean, no. I mean, nothing that I, that I can call out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Terrence, anything aged the worst about this win? Not that it aged the worst, but I do think this was probably Amy Adams' best shot at a win. Not a rival? Well, she wasn't nominated for a rival. She wasn't nominated, uh, so definitely. Um, yeah, the world you know, agreed. June, June Bug was <laughs> June like June Bug was really big for her, but like it's weird when you just think about like the careers of these women, even at that point, and like Amy Adams was already a, an Academy favorite mm-hmm. that she didn't beat like the character actress. So in Ooh, in that way, it's aged bad. Positioning of the fight, yeah. But in a different way, I think that's actually probably good for the Academy overall, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Right. Um, uh, any personal favorite to win in this category, Terrence? I think you mentioned Jamie Adams. Yeah. Adams would have been my choice. And Aaron, are you Haley Stein, uh, Steinfield? Well, we went over. Th- I mean, that would have been the, of these yeah. five, that would have been my pick. I mean, yeah, same here. If there's, if there's one, one to add, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Again, this this is comes back to the category frog because I think that was the reason it didn't happen to begin with. It was splitting it, but Leslie Manville in another year was like it. it that had been talked about in a, a lot of articles. It, it's like Smith. it's a it's a big performance as far as yeah, you could say, you could say that's the lead, and like it seems like no one decided on anything. And then like the I think what was it the BAFTA gave her a nomination for supporting, so I guess it's like supporting. So it's like I mean, if I'd shove one in there, it'd be that one because <laughs> that, that was the Manville. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a really great movie. So well, that that answers your snub question as well, Terrence. Do you have a do you have a snub that you thought should have been nominated for best supporting? I think Rooney Mara would have been great. Um, in what? In Social Network Social for Network. for three minutes of screen time. Yeah, why not? Okay. Yeah. Hey man, I'm not I'm I'm not against it. It would have been a true, you know, supporting. She she really she really helped set the tone for the movie in the, yeah. in the beginning of the movie. So I'm not against it. Um I couldn't really think of any of the snaps. I, I think that Stanfield would have been cool to win. Um Amy Adams, sure, but I think Amy Adams has like a lot of David or Russell stuff coming down the pipe. Um <laughs> let's get moving to the next category, Aaron. Next one we have is best actor. We have James Franco for one twenty seven hours. Jesse Eisenberg for The Social Network, Jeff Brit, a lot of J's, Jeff Bridges for True Grit, <laughs> Javier Hartbardem for Beautiful, and uh, the winner, Jolin Firth for The King's Speech. <laughs> Jolin Firth. Uh, Aaron, we'll go to you. Aaron, did, uh, did the right person win? I mean, <laughs> yes, the right person won, I suppose. Like, it's a, he's good at even, the Even, like, ten years later? Well, I mean, you're asking if it's aged well. I mean, at the, looking at it right, like, if I was picking something, I wouldn't pick this. But would the did the right one win? Like, in terms of this movie being nominated for everything it was nominated for, this is the key part of that movie. And if you're going to represent it in some way, I think this is the way to do so. So by that logic, okay. I'd say this is the one that's supposed to win here. Okay. And Terrence, how about you? Did the right person win? No. Mm-hmm. Um... The right person did not win, although your logic is very sound, Aaron, um, as to why Colin Firth won. Thanks. Um, he he also <laughs> had the, I mean, he also had the added, you know, help. He was nominated the year before, yeah. and Jeff Bridges, you know, won his overdue one, and so he had all of that love carrying over right into the next year. Um, 
and so from that stand from like a did I expect it to happen? Yes. Um, Eisenberg is probably the best of this group. Mm-hmm. This is actually a really good lineup. Like, not to disparage Colin Firth. I don't think he should have won. But, like, this five is pretty great. But I would have Eisenberg would have been my choice. I mean, yeah. yeah. I, I Looking at this, that's what I'm saying. I would have picked if I was voting. Yeah. Right? Just like, if you're, in terms yeah. of, like, looking back at the Oscars, well, seeing th- this list that's how you people, can. That's how you should view it, though. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because yeah, I'm on the same page. A, I was like, I think Jesse Eisenberg, I would have, I, I think the best what is age or not age with, but the person I would have chosen to win this would be Jesse Eisenberg. Okay. Or, sure. By that, by that logic, then yes, I'd pick, that's what I have is would have. Okay. So Jesse we're all, Eisenberg. we're all with Jesse Eisenberg should have won best actor. Mm-hmm. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> what's age the best about this win? Terrence? What's age the best about this win is just that Colin Firth is really nice and we all like him. <laughs> I mean, like it's not, I'll save my thoughts for the movie for a little later. Yeah. But it's not a bad best actor winner. Yeah. You know, he it's a good performance. It just wouldn't have been the thing that I would have given. Um Aaron, how about you? Do you like him more in a single man? I do. Yeah. yeah very good performance in a single man. It is. If it, what oh yeah, Jeff Bridges won. Okay. Um Yeah, I mean as far as how it's aged, I what I I think the positive and not necessarily a positive or not like like it's bad to choose certain kinds of roles, but I like that it seems to have opened him up from here, where instead of doing dramas and the occasional like I guess romantic comedy, he stepped into genre land and like, you know, he's a, he has like the Kingsman, he's got some comedies here, he's got nineteen seventy, he's got Mary Poppins, like he has a lot of like you know, variety in the types of roles he's taking post Oscar win. Which I, I find to be interesting, especially because he is effective in these various roles. You would like before the King's speech, before Colin Firth wins an Academy Award for playing King George, you're not thinking, well, this guy's gonna be a spy that shoots up a church one day. Like that's not really something you think with, with an eye patch. Yeah. So it's like I I like that if I mean if this afforded him to be like I can stop doing these stuffier roles so I can open up a bit. Like yeah, sure. It, I I say it. You know, it's aged well as far as his career has gone. I was laughing earlier, Terrence, because when you were saying, well, he's a nice guy, I was essentially saying, yeah, it's kind of the same thing with Melissa Liu. Now he's got uh, Best Actor tagged to his title uh, whenever he's um, submitting his name for, for roles and also for movie posters. Yeah, uh, and I don't think he's been terrible in anything right since then, so that's great. And he did Tinker Taylor literally the next year. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah spy, And he's brilliant fighter. in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah that movie. <laughs> That's a like everybody's great in that movie. <laughs> like, yeah, that's like that's like an every Englishman movie too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aaron, what is age the worst about this win? Um, Honestly, I mean, that, if you, I, if there's nothing, then you can just say nothing as well. Well, it just it like it seems like Eisenberg hasn't afforded himself the possibility to like get back into this <laughs> this swing. That that's a strong contention there. Just like yeah, you know what I think is age the worst about this is just that nobody remembers it. That's that's kind of where I am. Whereas, like, I don't think people really go and seek out the King's speech. I think you, of these four acting categories, the only one that you're like, oh yeah, she won that for that, is actress. Oh yeah, I I, I agree there. We'll get yeah. to that. Yeah. We're we're gonna get yeah. there soon. Yeah. But as far as like this this roster of movies goes, I've seen all these movies minus Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, yeah. I've seen them multiple times. Like. I've seen The Social Network at least five times. I've seen 127 Hours at least three times. I've seen True oh, Grit at least like four times. You know what I mean? And it's like, I've, I've only seen the King's through, Speech once. 
how do you sit through 127 hours more than once? It's, it's rough to it's, do, but I've done it. it yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a really no. quick movie, too. And yeah, though. it helps that it's, it's it paced pretty frenetically, yeah. and it's only 90 minutes. <laughs> like, it's not and a long it's movie. Like, yeah, Danny Boyle does some really cool visuals in, in that movie. But yeah, I think that that's, that's, that would be my thing of Aging the Worst. Is like, I, just, I don't think anyone really revisits the King's Speech. Do I think it's a good performance? Of course, yeah, you know. Um, he, he does get performance like what Aaron oh, yeah, said. You're, you're not wrong. It does fit the kind of like one-time watch for the Oscars kind of movie as far as like general yeah. audience is concerned. That said, the yeah. movie made like half a billion dollars. Like it was a huge hit. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, we're going to get to how it catapulted uh, Mr. Tom Hooper as well. But uh, uh, what was your personal favorite to win, Terrence? I actually thought that James Franco had an outside shot that year to win um, okay. because he was hosting. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I just thought that like that sort of elevated amount of visibility was going to help him. I mean, but then, you know, award season started and it was like, oh, the King's speech is about to win everything. Yeah. Uh, somebody I would have added, I would have loved to see Leonardo DiCaprio. Shutter Island. Shutter Island. Yes. I think <laughs> can only be topped by his performance in Wolf of Wall Street in terms of like top tier Leo. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is great in Shutter Island. Yeah. We we Everybody. completely agree because that yeah I have I have two <laughs> I have two here and one of them is Shutter Island and it's weird because and I've talked about these before Inception he's basically playing the same type of character as far as his backstory goes and so it's like <laughs> all of that effort's like in Shutter Island right here where he's like bringing it and it's sad and it because the movie's constructed yeah. that way so it makes a lot of yes. sense yeah. where Inception it's not required of him to like bring as much heaviness to it so like seeing Shutter Island he's like he's so great in this and that's another that's like one of the key Leo performances I look to when I think of, like, the best Leo has been in movies. The other one's Ryan Gosling in Blue Valentine. He's very good in that movie. It's, yeah, very good. Yes, it's, his it's, counterpart it, we're going to we're gonna get to. It, it's, it's strange that he wasn't nominated in this category, but, yeah. I mean, he's very good. Uh, also, great um, great credit sequence. For Blue Valentine? Like, the fireworks. Yeah, the fireworks and kind of just, like, showing you the names and, and silhouettes. Um, as far as, like, what I, I think was personal favorite to win... Uh, I really didn't have a horse in this race. I mean, I think I, I might have marked off Colin Firth when we were doing some stuff back in 2010. But um, yeah, let's get to the next category. Next category I have is Best Actress. And the nominees were Michelle Williams for Blue Valentine, Jennifer Lawrence for Winter's Bone, Nicole Kidman for Rabbit Hole, Annette Benning for The Kids Are Alright, and Natalie Portman, the winner for Black Swan. This is a very white list of actors, by the way, this whole thing. Besides Javier Bardem. Who in technic- I would say technically Javier is uh, in that category as well. Fair enough. And I, you know, and I was looking through I was looking through all the films that came out in twenty ten. It's like it's not like there is much to nominate either. So I was like, oh, boy, we didn't have a <laughs> yeah. chance this year. I'm like the sure blackest didn't. thing I saw was what, like Roscoe's family reunion or something like this. Like, oh boy. Or, or uh, why did I get married too? Um, yeah, there, there weren't there weren't a lot. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, Terrence, did the right person win? And I think you touched upon this just Absolutely. a second. Absolutely. Yeah. Aaron, I mean, did the right person win? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I agree too. I think I think Natalie Portman deservedly got the Oscar. Um, what's age best about it, Terrence? Everything. Um, yeah. This was sort of like Amy Adams' trajectory, but realized. Yes, it's so sad to see that when you, you know, if you look at them, you know, she was nominated for supporting when she was younger. And here she is with sort of this big drama and she carries the movie. You know, this is a really interesting lineup to look at in that 
three of the five nominees mm-hmm. were from Best Picture Films for Actress. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a really great accomplishment because actor more readily aligns with Best Picture than Actress. So that was really great. To, but yeah, she's just, I mean, it's just, it's a great performance. This lineup is pretty stellar. So the fact that she won this over these women um, also really helps boost the thing. Aaron, what about you? Best, what's age best about this? I mean, there's been continually good movies um, that she's when she's like the lead in um, that have worked out. I mean, Jackie, I think is. I, yeah. I, 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 it's weird that I have to say Jackie is underrated because it just seems so obviously very good. But it, it but, yeah. but Jackie's a very good movie. Uh, along with like what Annihilation, I was a big fan of Vox Lux. I mean, there's, yeah, no, there's. I mean, it's. It's paid off. It's the same way as Christian Bale. It's like it's like you know a good performer that's continued being good in movies, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty much on the same page. I mean, it basically springboards her into other things, but she's already been in our lives for like what the past 18 years as well. Um, but what's uh, you mentioned Jackie? I was gonna say if she hadn't won here, I think I hope that people will recognize it because. I had her pegging. Uh, I pegged her to win for Jackie because I was like, "This is an outstanding performance. Um, it really embodies Jacqueline Kennedy." But um, yeah, no, I think uh, everything has aged. Everything's coming up Millhouse for her. Um, Aaron, what has <laughs> aged worst about this one, if anything? Um, nothing really. Like I, I think the kids are all right. It's a, a really good movie. Um, yes. but but I, it's not like Annette Benning has been short on chances to win things. It's just been kind of never her year, <laughs> despite being nominated multiple times. Um, yeah. So I mean, no, I mean it's like a bunch of people that have continued to be good in movies. So not nothing really is aged poorly here. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think anything is bad. This is actually looking at the and hearing the list of names again. I was like, oh yeah, no, that was a really great lineup. Yeah. I think the only thing that I could have picked out was that, you know, Michelle Williams is continuing to be nominated for these movies and she just constantly uh, does not win. So that's that's the only thing that I would say. It's She's not got her Emmy. Movie. She's got her Emmy to console her now. So, <laughs> yeah. Nicole Kidman, too. Right. Um, yeah. She already so. has an Oscar. <laughs> that's, that's oh, yeah. She did already have an Oscar. <laughs> with the hours. Mm hmm. With she wore, the, that, with she wore that. She wore that nose, like Mark, like Mark Brown. That's where that hat. <laughs> and and she she walked in that river. Terrence, what was your personal favorite to win in this category? Was it Portman? Portman. Yeah. This is one of my all time favorite wins. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. And she she looked genuinely excited and happy to to receive it as well. Um, Aaron, and personal favorite to win in this category. I mean, that was the that was the one to beat. Yeah. yeah um. I couldn't figure this quite out because I know certified copy, it came out like it, it came out in can that year, and it was like I, I assume it had to have had a qualifying run before the Oscars to be like to count that year as because it was released in the U.S. in March, but that happens to a lot of foreign films. But I mean, Juliette Binoche is very good in that movie, um, mm-hmm. so like that could have been in here. But I mean, this is a strong set of people, so it's like it's not like you, you know, for this for this category. But like that, that'd be the that'd be like the six man pick. Yeah. Did you have a six man pick, Terrence? Haley Steinfeld would have been my sixth. <laughs> that's, that's an interesting, yeah. If you if you I moved just, her into this and then find somebody else for supporting, like I guess I, if I were to swap anybody, even though I think Nicole Kidman is very very good in Rabbit Hole, um, I would have put Haley Steinfeld in True Grit here. I really loved what she did in um, 
that performance in True Grit. Um, yeah. it's just Put your hands bit. up, Tom Chaney. Yeah. yeah. Rabbit Hole is, I mean, that's that's a good, intense movie, but it's like it has, you know, the least, like, staying power, it seems, as far as these, of these movies. Is that Miles Teller? Is he the young, he's the kid, right? In, the, in, Rabbit, uh, Hole? in Rabbit Hole? Yeah, isn't it Miles Teller? Uh, I'm stalling. Yes, it is. It is, right? Okay. Yeah, he's the son. Yeah, it's Aaron Eckhart. I was going to say something mean, but I decided not to. <laughs> I was just, it's free association. I'm just like, Miles Teller's the kid in that movie, right? Yeah. <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, best actress, we all agree, Portman. Um, solid. All right, best director, Joel mm. and Ethan Cullen for the true, for true, the true, true grit. <laughs> the, true, the true grit. Everything's lumped together, as I saw. Everything has the in and out. David Fincher for the Social Network. David O. Russell for the Fighter. David Darren Aronofsky for the Black Swan. <laughs> and Tom Hooper, the winner, for the King's Speech. Terrence, I come to you first as a guest of honor. Did the right person win for this category for best director? No. Okay. Um, who have you taken? Aronofsky. Uh-huh. Um, and I felt this way even back then. <laughs> so let the record show that I yep. have said this from, you know. Um, and even with David Fincher in there doing great work, I would have given it to Aronofsky. I think Tom Hooper... I mean, the King's Speech just steamrolls everybody uh, this award season. Like, Social Network won that Golden Globe, and that was it. Um, so I knew Tom Hooper was going to win. I was hoping that they would do a split, but they were not in the mindset of doing splits mm-hmm. yet. Um, so by that measure, I see why Tom Hooper won. My vote is, you know, not him. You go for an Aronofsky. Okay. Aronofsky. Aaron, what about you? See, the second Hooper won Best Director, I'm like, well, I know there's, this is going. Like, there was no <laughs> doubt in my mind that there wouldn't be. If there was going to be a split, it'd be the other way around, I felt. It'd be like, it'd be Fincher, and then the other one would win. But uh, no, yeah, this is the weakest of the nominee. Well, I mean, David O. Russell really killed How You Like Me Now. Um, but <laughs> he used that song, like, every chance he got in The Fighter, which was weird. Uh, but no, like, Tom Hooper, it's that's not the best direction of the year <laughs> like that's, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's that that's a product of this is the kind of movie that wins oscars and therefore we awarded it so no yeah. that's, that's not my pick it's, yeah. it's the product of like how i feel a little bit about danny boyle's win for slumdog millionaire in that somebody did like a couple things different in a story that we may or may not have seen and like that is what got them like Tom Hooper, you know, putting people in Dutch angles and like scooting <laughs> Colin Firth all the way to the left side of the screen. And fisheye lens. Lots of fisheye lens. You know, like that, you don't, you didn't see that in a period piece. It's like a hype. Therefore, mm-hmm. like, therefore, it's very showy direction and it feels different. And that's why I won. Yeah. Aaron, who did you have winning? Fincher. Or who would you have chosen? Fincher. I mean, The Social okay. Network's my favorite movie of the decade, so I mean, it's yeah. gonna be David Fincher. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I also had Fincher winning. The the uh, Black Black Swan Fincher. is Black Swan is in my my decade list. Like, it's great. That would have been my like yeah. runner up. Uh, I mean, I think I, I mean the direction is a highlight of that movie as far as how it's playing with everything. But yeah, The Social Network would be my pick there. Right. Yeah, I'm also there with you. I, I would have chosen Fincher to win for Social Network. Um, I think it's a tremendous. Um, directing job to get that much out of those actors. Um, you know, we've mentioned you would have nominated 
almost half the supporting cast uh, to be uh, in the other categories. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But I mean, Tom Hooper, no way. Um, Terrence, what is age best about this win? Let, let me let me read you his IMDb for his movies directed since <laughs> full full movies. Les Mis, The Danish Girl, Cats. Mm-hmm. Um, what has aged best about this? And you can say nothing. <laughs> that I'll give him this. It is nice to have a director who can get movie musicals made. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and I think that off of the strength of this win, and even something like the Danish Girl, like by virtue of him winning this. We got stories that either had been taking forever in a year to make or that like were about subjects that we like Danish Girl, like that type of movie with that cast, you know, that ended up winning an Oscar for one of its leads. Um, I don't know if that gets made without him. Right. Terrence, so. follow up question. Did you <laughs> like his episodes of his dark materials? Which episodes did he direct? The first two. I know you're a big uh, fan of the novel. I love the novel. I still have not finished the first season of the show. Which sounds telling to me. <laughs> mm-hmm, because I don't, I just don't, I never feel like I'm going to get the adaptation of that novel that I deserve. Yeah. Um, but it's fine. I, I'm <laughs> moving past it. Uh, Some people I, I've talked to say they really like it. I think it's fine. I got through it. I think it's fine. You know, I like, I like his HBO series, John Adams. Oh, yeah, that was great. Um, okay. He won yeah. Emmys, so, right? He won Emmys and Globes and stuff. Yeah, it, at that point, it was like a record holder yeah. um, for the most Emmys. Um, okay. well, so, yeah, like, even though I will never watch Cats, um, and I hate <laughs> have, that. Have you before, not seen it since? Or I, at all? I haven't seen it at all, and I okay. will not. Um, yeah. I hate that musical. But, like, he got that made. <laughs> and so just you know keep him away from wicked maybe keep him away from anything else um <laughs> that i might want to see but he did use his power for decent i won't say good he used it for decent that's a good that's a positive thing yeah. to see about it aaron what has aged uh, uh the best about this win i mean <laughs> i hear what you're saying terrence it's just like i and, like, yes, he's the one that did it, so he gets credit for doing it as far as the things he was able to follow it up with and being able to tell, like you're saying, these kinds of stories or getting musicals made or what have you. But it's like, it would have happened, I feel. Like, I feel like really reg- someone w- someone else would have come along and made, made Cats or, 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 <laughs> or made certain stories, uh, you know, about a trans person or, I guess, Lee Miz on the scale that it did and wasn't successful at it. But, I mean, I, it's just... <laughs> You can, yes, I can agree with you that there's good that comes from the fact that he was able to do certain things because of he being attached to it. I just feel at the same time, you you could in, you could insert the same name, you could insert a different name in that same blank space if history was a bit different. Yeah, like he he feels like a Rob Marshall to me, where it's like, I mean, yeah, he's Bob, doing the, he's, he, yeah, Bob Marshall, he's doing the job, <laughs> but it's like, is it working? Based yeah. off these three mm-hmm. movies specifically. I'm not gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, as far as quality goes, I'm not going to say yeah. too much. I mean, and, and every, in regards of Cats, which I was more mixed on than the negative that you and uh, Mike Dillon were on, it's, it's, 
like he, he was apparently he was apparently an asshole making that movie. So it's like I don't know what the That's better. What I heard was. like eleventh <laughs> like eleventh hour kind of thing too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I, I will say it. I, I don't think anything the age that good about this win. Um, people, <laughs> people don't remember the King speech, and they certainly, whenever you think of Tom Hooper, you're like, oh, who? <laughs> so uh, I think I think nothing is really age great about this win. Um, I definitely think that there's every every other move that's every other director and every move that else that has been nominated in this category. People still revere these movies. Um, it's very strange about the King speech just being like. Like Aaron, you said it best. It's like the movie at the right time kind of thing, like almost the way that 1917 would have been last year. Um, but still, I don't think anything is great about this. Um, what's age the worst about this, Terrence? Oof, uh, the quality of the movies that you listed. Um, I like <laughs> Les Mis, for the record. Um, There's good things in it. it I it's a three star movie, you know, <laughs> um, okay. out of five on the yeah. letterbox scale. It's good. It could be better. Mm-hmm. You know, I would have loved to see the empty chairs at the empty tables um, and not just Eddie Redmayne's face. Mm-hmm. I think what's aged bad, it just, the Academy Awards started to get really adventurous after this. And so when you, like, even if you just look at the bookends to this year, it's like Catherine Bigelow, first female director, Michael Hazanovicius, black and white, Academy Ratio, silent movie, one best director. Mm-hmm. And in between you have Hooper. And so it's like, it just doesn't, that wouldn't feel like, say if the Coens had won for True Grit, like, and you look at that sort of three in a row, like maybe Hazanovicius feels like the one that's off. But Tom Hooper is definitely like, the Wii's link goodbye. Yeah, it just like the Academy got more interesting after this, and so this feels like a relic. Interesting. The relic is a good word for it. Yeah, Aaron, what's is the worst for you? I mean, relics are pretty. Yeah, I, I mean, it's you know a white guy with adversity movie. That's that's the and it's a period <laughs> drama. I mean, that's what, that's what it is, and you've got you've gotten plenty of those. Um, yeah, like I mean, the movies that have come out since. I mean, it's just like all right, he's he's using his cashola to make these specific yeah. choices, and it's the the returns have not been you know all that great in my mind yeah. um and i don't hate i don't hate name is either i do think there's there's a lot of good stuff in it i just think there is a chance to make a really great version of that movie and he chose to shoot everything in intense close-up and it's like okay come on let's back up a bit let's maybe mm-hmm. not cast russell crowe um but, but he's I got mean, a rock band the other thing yeah the, the five foot of grunt or whatever it's called um but I had to dig in very quickly to get that band name out. <laughs> um, <laughs> that, was, that was impressive. Um, I mean, I'm not gonna say the re- the other directors have all done like lesser work since then, but I like I, I can't say that like like Fincher is you know he made Dragon Tattoo and Gone Girl and now he just does Netflix. I mean he's like uh, David O. Russell. I mean, I don't. I'm not a big fan of his dress-up movie that he made after this one, American Hustle, and uh, and and then there's Joy. Aronofsky is like that was this like he also makes as well. This seems like his Aronofsky. It seems like his last chance for going for prestige at uh, for the time being. It seems unless he like bounces back all of a sudden with something that's more Academy friendly. And the Coens are always doing their own thing, so you know whatever. But uh, yeah. Um. So it's like, I can't blame Cooper directly for affecting the other nominees as far as the output that they're going for. 
mainly because yeah. I like a lot of the output that the other directors have, but I mean, it's just, I don't know. There's nothing really here. Yeah. <laughs> so like, it's just I, yeah. I'll, I'll just reiterate what I said, which was, I've seen the other movies multiple times and I've only seen the King's Speech much. So the, the thing is, it's the worst is just how good the other movies are. And then Aaron, you and I, I had Social Network as my number two movie of the decade, and you have it as your number one movie of the decade. So it's like, I don't know. Um, I just think it's it's in forgotten lore. I mean, that's to your point, Terrence. It's like when you look back at the the string of Academy Award winners for Best Director, it's like, who's the person that, that is the outlier here? Tom Hooper. For the, for the record, as much as I don't yeah. think all of these wins were earned, like I do like The King's Speech overall as a movie. Is it the best picture of the year? We'll get to that in a second. But I mean, I, I don't. Uh-huh. I, I haven't. For, I haven't forgotten it as far as like I have no memory of this movie. Yeah. Like I well, have. Like, I, I, like I Cooper, like the King. It's not. I like the King's speech. Bad direction. More. No, yeah. it's not. He doesn't get it as an own, in his own way in the King's speech. But the thing is, like, I think that we've talked about it with Colin Firth. That I think what's make it, what makes it memorable is Colin Firth. Um, and then obviously, you know, a very a very toned down. Um. Uh. Uh. What's her face? Helena Bonham Carter. Right. Well, it's, but, it's, well, it's her in the in Jeffrey Rush's scenes of them practicing words together. Like that's the yeah. stuff that that that's like the meat of that movie. It's like he's gonna learn how to not stutter, and Jeffrey Rush is gonna swear at him a lot. Like it's it's <laughs> like oh yeah, that's fun. there. There are good elements of the movie for sure because I I do remember thinking to myself, hey, this is some nice cinematography, good costume design, good set design. You know, production value is there. Uh, but it's just not when you compare it to these movies 10 years from now or 10 years ago it's like whoa what a weird thing but yeah, let's like, uh, I'm, I'm just i'm not as yeah. big on the fighter as a lot of people i think that's part of it too where it's like i think the fighter's fine i, th- I think christian bale's really good in it there's a there's good yeah. performances mostly uh, that, but... that's where i think like the right thing was awarded for that movie which is christian bale uh sporting actor um uh terrence any six man award for you here like personal favorite and also six man i what I could, I wish I knew what I could sacrifice to have gone back in time and put Christopher Nolan in this lineup. Easily, yeah. Inception, yeah, yeah. Um, that was one of the most shocking things to me because it's like, you know, Inception won four Oscars, <laughs> so yeah, it, like it tied for the most Oscar wins that evening. So. Like they watched it and they thought it was really good to right. the point of tying it for the most. With the King's Speech, the Best Picture winner, and like Joel and Ethan Cohen for True Grit, <laughs> mm-hmm. they are the people I actually would kick out of this lineup because um, they're so good. They they would have been nominated another time, right? It was the kind of thing where it's like they've already won this. <laughs> the True Grit, I, re- I, I really okay. like True Grit, but it's like I don't know if we need yeah. to put it this high. <laughs> like, sure. Best sure. Picture of the Year. Yeah, I was like, I saw when that came through. I was like, excuse me, like. <laughs> It's like the Jeff Bridges yeah. train was really rolling that day because they're yeah. like, all right, let's like, go. My let's goodness. To the I mean, in True Grit, the remake is pretty great. It's but excellent. Like, it's a great movie. It, <laughs> no, no problem with that. <laughs> the direction of it is not what I would True. highlight. So you would have put in Nolan for um, Inception. Mm-hmm. Aaron, what about you? Any six man or um, yeah, easily it's Nolan. Twin? All, all day, Nolan, Nolan. all day. Yeah. This feels like this feels like Spielberg not being nominated for Jaws. Like that's what it could yeah. be. Like it feels like this was like his shot to get in there, and he's like, fine, you know. And he just keeps trying ever since after Dark Knight Rises. He's like, I'm gonna keep doing it. I'm gonna yeah. keep trying. And he eventually gets that nomination. He still. Do you guys? Do you guys have any uh, feelings about uh, Scorsese for Shutter Island? No. Okay. No. <laughs> I like Shutter Island a lot, but I mean, it's. I, I'm not putting it high, high on his list of of it's in his like 
he wanted to make a cool genre movie, and he really did. Yeah. He, got great, he got he had a lot of great actors. He got great performances out of them. But like, I, I I've I've seen better Scorsese movies since then. So. Yeah. Nolan is also my pick because uh, what you guys discussed with the number of nominations, but also like what Terrence you said it best. It's clear they saw it and they they wanted to award it, and yet here you are with like, okay, well I guess we won't give it one of the highest remarks of the year, like not even a nomination. Yeah. Um, so that's unfortunate. But I mean, um, it, okay, it's in this next category that we'll go through right now. Yes, so, yeah. I mean, that's what he, we're he was to, nominated. But... I mean, he's a producer. Yeah, too, he, so. he's, he's nominated, but you know, yeah. for the one that feels the most special to him. All right, so here's the nominees <laughs> for best picture of the year. Winter's Bone, True Grit, Toy Story 3, The Social Network, The Kids Are Alright, Inception, The Fighter, Black Swan, 127 Hours, and the winner, The King's Speech. Terrence, did the right Best Picture win? Mm-hmm. Again, was 10 years, 2020 hindsight. It wouldn't have been my choice. Mm-hmm. And it's not a bad best picture winner. Mm-hmm. It just pales in comparison to some of the things it's nominated against. <laughs> what a contrast there. <laughs> like, like in, if we look at the decade, right? Okay. You know, and you think about like green book is a bad best picture winner. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Very, and very like, in our memories. Yeah. But, but once it like, that's what I think about when I think that like the King's speech is a good movie. It made a ton of money. Right. You know, where those two things align, you tend to get Oscars. Um, I don't begrudge it. It's win. I just think that like the other, nom- like inception, black Swan, the fighter, the social network, you know, those would have made for better winners overall in time but like the king's speech is not a bad best picture winning movie yeah okay Aaron, what about you did uh did the right right best picture winner win i have that same logic like i get i mean when you're asking this question and i'm thinking like context contextually i get it i understand why this is here and it is like a successful movie and what it's doing so like i get why it's won would i have picked it no i would not have picked it is it a good winner yeah is it a good winner now like with 2020 eyes yes yes again in terms of like if i'm looking back at what 2010 was where we were at with that year it makes sense to me i wouldn't have picked it but it still makes sense to me okay uh i would have i would have given to social network uh with 2020 hindsight i was like you know that that movie has been impactful for the past decade um it's the better it is it's expertly acted it's expertly directed um the way that you it's sort of the same way that i think about like um or i think i think uh what's his face has said this sorkin has said this on on um other podcasts it's like i just turned a legal a legal courtroom drama into like a full-fledged like uh whatchamacallit dramatic movie and i was like yeah this is incredible to think about on paper um but i i would have given it to social network just with 2020 hindsight i think that's like the better picture of this year um, what is age the best about this, the King's Speech win, Terrence? Ooh, what is age the best? Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a long um, pause. <laughs> Do you I, need some time? I can go to Aaron. <laughs> I, I think that I have cooled on how much I 
was not a fan of it winning in the years okay. past. So you've you've come to grips with it. Yeah, like like I said, it's not a bad movie. Right. Um, I think that's what's the best about it. It's not a bad movie. Okay. Aaron, what about you? What's age best about the King's Speech winning? I mean, if it, if not for Green Book, I feel like it's a fine cap to the traditional sort of Oscar film to win Best Picture for you know the next the rest of that decade, right? I mean, there's this is a you know again it's it's a white guy of adversity period drama that wins for best picture and if that was like the last one to do so for a good long time which it basically was like that's a good one to go out on sure. uh, i think that's the that's the best way i can phrase it I, I, there's there is weaker yeah. films that fit the kind of traditional oscar winner for best picture that it's like okay i mean that's one we got a little we'll, we'll get to the crash oscar award someday <laughs> but even, I, then, I that, even, just... that, even then that one that's a weird movie that's a weirder movie than people seem to <laughs> want to remember like that's like that's like if the twilight zone made a movie about race and it won best picture like that's really what it is so it's like I, yeah. I i i don't begrudge it for the kind of movie it is i begrudge it for no, other reasons not at all. like the yeah, english I, patient, I just like the, the english the english patient is more of like what i'm thinking of when it comes to these kinds of early you know, it's just like sure okay a big you know sweeping drama hey now past, what, what, you I, I, you calm this english patient hate right now <laughs> you take that back but again we, we almost saw it again with 1917 just last year right it's like just this thing that, but that i mean them. even then yeah. that's not like a tradition i mean there hasn't know, been many like war movies that have won in a long time let alone like thrillers like that that's like sure. a different yeah, kind of it, movie it's interesting that you mention 1917 because i feel like in a way the king's speech is is like fairly similar in terms of it's like a genre that you know, but a director doing something different within the sure, genre that you yeah. know. Yep. And that is what is generating the acclaim. Um, I just don't think, I don't think these other movies have like had the love that like Bon Joon Ho like get got this past year, you know. Remember uh, how that happened movies? this year? Remember how that yeah, that that win that happened this year? Like, yes. Remember that how literally that happened like a decade ago? That was only yeah. a couple of months ago that happened. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was literally like <laughs> like two months ago, or as we know it, like ten years. Exactly. Um, yeah. What is time anymore? Um, I Ask think what's age the best about? Yeah, I think what's age the best about this is that um, they can call themselves Academy Award winners, uh, <laughs> truthfully, right? You know, what I mean? that's like no knock against them. It's kind of just like, hey. We won an Academy Award, and that's great. Um, Aaron, what's age the worst about this win? Well, with the hindsight, I just look at the social network being the film of the decade as far as what it's going yeah. after, how it's being, you know, how it's been constructed and what it's successful at, and how I think it's going to live on for a variety of reasons, whether it's performance-based, directorially-based, screenplay-based, even score-based. I mean, how many uh, Atticus Ross... Uh, I always forget. Um, Trent Reznor. Trent Reznor. His name is yeah. one of the two. You forget him. Yes. No, I always forget. I always forget that one because I'm not a I'm not a big Nine Inch Nails fan like you are, Terrence. So I don't it doesn't, it doesn't spring to mind right away. But like all of those all of those aspects seem to like be continually giving ever ever since then. So it's like right. I it it is a shame that there's not a best a best picture statue that goes with this film, but like the impact of it is you know it's there for me. So it's like yeah. Terrence, what's the worst for you about this win? Um, it's twofold. It's one that, like, just looking at this lineup, like, every other film in this lineup is more daring than The King's Speech. 
Yeah. And so it's like... Even Toy Story 3, the animated movie. Yeah, I mean, to, well, even like... They made me fear I, that Mr. Potato Head would die. So, yes, it's yeah, scary. Yeah, no, that, that's what I mean. I'm, I'm, I'm not even joking, because, like, you know, they get yeah, to... Yeah, like, legitimate... Generator like, scene. I was like, this is crazy. Legitimate big... Even in True Grit, like, legitimate big swings at the subject matter, at how it's being portrayed, at the acting, every element of movie making and the King speech is much, much safer and much, much easier for the Academy at that time to digest uh-huh. post giving, you know, the Hurt Locker um, six Oscars. Right. You know, and so from that standpoint, it just, you know, like I said, the Academy just, it got more interesting after this. Um, and like, you know, we look at history, will tell, you know, how people feel about it. Even even 10 years is not enough time. I'm thinking about like movies in like the 60s that I abhor, um, <laughs> like My Fair Lady, uh, which one best picture. You know, maybe this will settle in there, but it just. <laughs> Biggest hit of that year at the box office. Uh, Mover Bloom and Ours. What a terrible movie. Um, <laughs> the 60s musicals were something else. Uh, you know, so yeah, it just, it just, it doesn't hold the weight because the rest of these movies are are just so much more interesting. It's a strong contention. Spe- speaking to that real quick, I mean, you, you mentioned like all nine films are more daring. Uh, I mean, even if this is the weak link, I do like that week. This is still when you had ten, like there was a required 10. Yeah, nominees. Well, that was and, my second point. And yeah, and, and they're all, they're all really cool movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, 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 what, was so, what, what makes this also worse is this was the last time of the two years that we had the guaranteed 10 and so many people were like oh winter's bone why is that in the best picture lineup oh 127 hours wouldn't be there and that got us to where we have the sliding scale and you only get five spots on your ballot but like that the king's speech is like the final victor of a guaranteed 10 is like a hard pill to swallow Uh, mm -hmm. you know yeah um, just very quickly, you guys both said it very eloquently. Aaron, I'm just going to jump on board your train. Basically, I think that uh, social network again, um, its impact in the past decade again. This comes out in 2010. In 2011, I'm working in tech, and in 2012, like uh, during that time period, it's still the whole entire social network scene. You know what I mean? So it's like its impact is so far fi- uh, f- uh, felt like widely, um, even to this day in Silicon Valley. Um, Terrence, personal favorite or sixth man for, I guess, 11th man in this case for best picture? Uh, well, Black Swan should have won. Okay. Um, and if I could kick out a movie, I would have kicked out 127 hours. Ooh, okay. Um, and I'd put in the town. Because they think they're better than them. I mean, it... It is, but um, <laughs> I put it in my rear view. I like the town. I'm just not. Get it through my head. The t- I would put the town in there. Okay. Those Affleck boys, you know, this is like Ben flexing his muscles, literally. Um, yeah. He's doing a lot of chin ups in that movie. <laughs> Almost like Sarah Connor. Uh, Aaron, eleventh uh, uh, person, eleventh man, or uh, favorite to win? I mean, the Social Network would be my favorite to win. 
yeah. I mean, the other, like, it'd just be, like, movies in my top ten, and, like, a lot of these were in my top ten for that year, like, but it's, like, they're not Oscar, like some of these aren't Oscar. Like I'm not gonna, I you know I love Scott Pilgrim versus the World, but I'm not gonna put it in the best picture. <laughs> yeah. I know. Like, I'm not, not, like, not, yeah, not gonna replace it. one of these with Scott Pilgrim because I just I get it. Like the Academy's not gonna go for that. Or like yeah. Four Lions is another great movie, but it's like I mean it's not gonna. That's not it's mm. not a movie I like. I need that to win <laughs> Oscars to satisfy movie. me. Yeah, that's a hilarious movie. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, I have nothing really to add there. Um, so let's get into this last category, Aaron. Which is uh, you want to intro it? Yeah, we have uh, since there, you know, there's a number of other Oscars that we're not going to go through, but we figured why not ask about one category that you may feel strongly about and what you would have picked for that winner. So, Terrence, is there is there another Oscar category here that has a, 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 a nominee that you would have picked instead of the other? Ooh, this is a good question. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, if you need funny. some time to think, I definitely have. Well, looking back. And I say this with love. I love Inception. Mm-hmm. I actually have two now that I think about it. Um, <laughs> it is. I would sound mixing and cinematography. I would not have given it those wins. Okay. Um, I probably would have gone with the Social Network for sound mixing and Black Swan for cinematography. Um, this is where we remember that Salt was an Academy Award nominee. For yeah, I, just, I mean, Salt would have oh, been a great wow. win. Loved the sound mixing in that. Uh, the sound mixing in Inception is less loud. than stellar. <laughs> it's loud and it's quiet. Like it, yeah. how to, it, the sound mixing in Inception is the Man of Steel of Christopher Nolan movies, and I'll tell you why. I take because it is the harbinger of things to come. So I like Man of Steel. Oh, so don't I know what you mean. Yeah, like. I should have known from Inception that when I went to go see Interstellar and Michael Caine was dying in the movie, that the score would be so fucking loud I couldn't hear what he was saying. The IMAX theater I was in, I was like, why is it so loud? It's crackling. I saw it on film and I was like, am I? Is something wrong with like the projection? Like what? <laughs> I didn't know what was going on. Um, yeah, I. Wally Pfister is a great DP. And that hallway sequence is brilliant. It's just not holding a candle to Matthew Liberty. Okay. <laughs> That's pretty uh, aptly, uh, aptly put. Uh, I'm going to go next, Aaron. Um, the category that I think... So, Catfish comes out this year. A um, lot of talk about Catfish. And I, I don't know... Like, if I had a choice, I don't know if I would put it as, like, a documentary feature or, like... Mm. I don't know what you know what I mean because it's if you've seen Catfish, it has lo- it has legs. It's now like an MTV series, which is more ridiculous. But I think I think the further that I've been removed from Catfish, the more I think, yeah, it's probably all it was all scripted. Um, you know, because the person who directed who who stars and directed uh, the the original movie in 2010 is like a, an executive producer for the show now on MTV or, or what have you. But um, I remember watching and I was like. I'm really blown away by by not being sure about what this is right now. Um, but it's really, really it's not even like even when you get to the end, it's not mean or vindictive. It's actually like, oh, this is oh, it's got kind a of like a, a depressing I mean, tale. The meaning of catfish I've always remembered just because I think it's a good little line from the old man that says it in that movie. Um, if I had to guess, 
I mean, I, I've always thought that it's just a mix of things. It's like this scenario yeah. probably happened in some form and they kind of recreated it. Sure. Uh, yeah. And, That's I mean, a great uh, guess, too. I mean, best documentary, Exit of the Gift Shop, was my pick there. I, I know. I wouldn't have put it there, but I'm just saying, like, I think I... I think for for everything that it has happened since, I was like, you know, it would have been an interesting one to put. And the, the last thing I'll say is like, I would have just nominated Tangled as well for best animated picture. Like, there's only three three nominees there. Just put Tangled in there. It, it was a great movie that year. So, uh, Aaron, I'm trying not to like knock on Alice in Wonderland because whatever, <laughs> fine. I completely I, forgot it was nominated until I scrolled down this list and was I, looking I at best won. visual effects. It has, it has yeah. two. It has two. It has three. Yeah, for visual three nominations and it stupid one for its art direction, which I think looks like a pastel blob of nonsense. Yeah. But yes, what Nathaniel Rogers affectionately called eyesore in Wonderland. Yeah, Oof. but I mean, I'm not going there. I'm going to go to animated feature actually. Uh, Toy Story three is very good. I like the sequels to How to Train Your Dragon better, but I really love The Illusionist. I think that movie is fantastic. It's on my best of the decade list. Uh, Sylvain mm-hmm. Chauvet's uh, wonderful animated film that's works as this kind of tribute to Jacques Tati. Um, it's, it has this quiet melancholy that goes through it that's really just fantastic. I love the score. I listen to it often while I write. Um, I think the story it tells is very kind of small and personal, but also has this kind of scale to it that, I mean, you can apply what it's doing to things that happened today as far as the just changing landscape for the technology and what have you, if you want to go that route with it, um, and just the lack of wonder in the world. Um, all of those things, it, it's added up to a film that's meant a lot more to me comparatively to Toy Story 3, where I already have Toy Story 2 doing much of the same work. So, no, I, I that, that's the that's the one where I, I felt strongly about looking mm-hmm. at all these categories. That's interesting. I I feel like the older I've gotten, the more I appreciated How to Train Your Dragon. I don't know if I appreciated it when I first saw the movie in 2010. I I agree with you. I I rewatched the first two in anticipation of the third with Anna, who she had not seen them. mm -hmm. Um, And I and I and I think that when I watched the first one again, that was like and that was maybe like the fourth or fifth time I've seen it. I was like, I think I finally get why there's so much love for this movie. Cause I really, yeah. I like it a lot and it just never hit me in the same way that it hit like everyone it hit when me. it was coming out. Yeah. And the, yeah, so. I, yeah. I love this movie. And to be honest, I remember like 2010, I was like, I'm so conflicted because I like the way that Howard Trinity didn't take a chance. And then people told me, well, that's kind of how the book works out. But I was like, you really don't see what happens to, I was going to call him. What's his face? Um, Hiccup. 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 Yeah, I was gonna call him Lightfoot. Um, uh, <laughs> so rude. <laughs> no, that's not a dig at him. But what so happens? There, I was like, I was not expecting that to happen in the movie, and and it blew me away because we talked about this on the show too. A lot of Leica stuff where they take chances, they they show you things in family movies that you typically don't see. Um, I reward that stuff. So I I was really big on How to Train Your Dragon um, that year. All right. Well, I think we've uh, done our job here in recapping the, uh, sorry, reawarding the Oscars for um, the the 2010 films for the 83rd Oscars. I don't want to. It's t- funny that, to... that that you don't that the King's Speech doesn't win this year. Yeah, we've all come to that conclusion. That was pretty easy. Um, I, I'm glad we don't want to go too far into the actual Oscar ceremony and what was going on with that mess. But um, regardless, um, thank you, Terrence, for joining us for this inaugural part of this uh, segment. It was fun. I love relitigating old award shows. <laughs> for, for sure. Uh, where can people find more of your work online? 
Um, you can find me at lenoirtour.net, uh, where I write <laughs> once a week because we don't go to press screenings anymore. Um, <laughs> uh, and then you can find me at Terrence B. Johnson on uh, Twitter and Instagram. All right. Abe? I'm responsible for my Instagram, abe.mua, and twitter.com slash wallersmoose, hashtag the social network. You can find me on uh, writing um, uh, movie. I do write reviews. It's just it's weird to describe it. I write, I write uh, a bunch of reviews and put them into one article over at wheelofentertainment.com. Um, everything's on my personal blog, thecodezeeta.com, and I'm on Twitter at Aaron's PS4. Uh, you can find our show on everywhere you can find podcasts. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all that. Um, yeah, no, I think this was fun, guys. I, I look forward to doing more of these Abe as, as we kind of go back through history of course. And, yeah. and, and tackle things. But yeah, thanks again, Terrence, for joining thanks us. Thanks again, episode. Terrence, for joining us Welcome. on the first one. Here. It was fun. Uh, cool. Listeners, let us know what you think. Um, and if you have any specific years you might want us to like, go back to specific for the Oscars. But yeah, until uh, next time, so long. And goodbye. Ah!